Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Product and Cake with me, Gonche, and Paul. Hello, welcome. So, what's the topic today, Paul? I think we should... Should we just jump into it directly? All right. Because it's an experiment. We are going to try different ways of starting our podcast and different ways of giving an introduction about the topic that we are going into, different ways we want to end it. Yes, let's go. A lot of our work is based on experiments and mm -hmm. our industry is still young. So there is no one who have all knowledge ready. So we need to experiment bravely. And one of the experiments is actually this podcast. Yeah, it's our experiment to see how we are doing. <laughs> so every experiment is starting with a hypothesis. And you could have the the pattern of if, then, because. Mm -hmm. Do you have an idea about our hypothesis regarding this podcast? Should we say the real one or the fun one? What do you mean? So we... Okay, the hypothesis for this podcast... I can say that it was, we are going to start a podcast because it is fun. So then we have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> right. No? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, no, that's definitely right. And as I see the references tab also, um, basically we have a podcast studio at work. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe for the listeners, it uh, we should give a quick uh, intro that how this podcast started because we were in the podcast studio of the office and trying to understand the new devices that are here because we both are podcast enthusiasts. And I remember that day Paul had uh, was also helping the other teams that actually have a uh, had a podcast and this whole studio was created for them. And we were sitting here and we said, yeah, why not press record? And then we started it and said, yeah, it will be an experiment. <laughs> exactly. And to make a little bit cross promotion, you should go to Spotify and search for more podcast or for mobile.de because then you will find our B2B marketing podcast that is quite interesting uh, regarding innovation and the future of the automotive market. So Even though you don't run um, a, a dealer business, it could be very beneficial for you. So that sounds very much like the context, the motivation and the purpose of mm -hmm. this experiment. Um, definitely a strong motivation and also a good idea if you start an experiment to talk about this context, to, to have an understanding why this is existing. Yeah, exactly. And Going through from from that point, going through the expected behavior, because the purpose or the uh, the context that we are uh, creating something or we are doing an experiment is usually because we are going to expect a certain behavior or a certain impact. So in this scenario, we not only wanted to share with the rest of the world our practices at Mobile that how we are dealing with product, but we wanted to start the conversation of how we can improve it and um, 
how we can start learning from everyone else. So we wanted to be the conversation starter about this topic. Even though there are a lot of great product podcasts, we wanted to touch on a lot of smaller topics and create a lot of bite-sized conversation starter pieces for product and tech. And to mention again, we have a podcast studio at work and <laughs> why not use it? I mean, this is also an example for people and uh, to to take action and to risk experiments and to see what is happening without thinking too much about the consequences. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of an experiment, right? You are starting it, you have an idea what the experiment is and then off you go. That's a very good point because I also believe that there is no failed experiments. So the experiment is usually successful. The result of what the experiment was can be a, a success or a fail based on the success metrics that you need to define for the experiment. But the fact that you have done the experiment is not the failure part. Um, because even if we see negative results, For, for example, if we want to change something in our product uh, because we believe that it will increase a certain conversion rate and then we come to a point that the conversion rate was actually decreased because of that experiment, that negative uh, answer, it is an answer. At least we know that this is not the way to go. And a lot of times your experiment might not have a statistically significant result or it might not reach any significance based on the based on the result that that you will see and that by itself is an answer you cannot say that oh the experiment did not have any answer it is an answer and the answer is that it doesn't matter and you should never underestimate the action that is happening if you mm -hmm. start the experiment It's like if you are taking notes in the meeting. The first note you are taking is not because of the content of the note. It's just because to set you up in the mode for taking notes, to wire your brain mm. to know, okay, I'm here and I'm taking notes. Don't look at my empty notepad, please. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the same thing for experiments. You start the first one and it may fail, may not. That's not the case. But you started it and you know that you are able to do it and that you can basically implement it. So if it's a product experiment, you want to think about the implementation and also the UX. For this podcast, it was quite easy because mm -hmm. we had the tech set up already. And if you are looking carefully, you will see that we are run on the free plan of podbean.com. <laughs> and that's it, right? You enter an email address <clears throat> and you upload a few sound files. And more is not needed for implementation. Yeah, and then... You need to be also very mindful and share it with the rest of the people who are involved, how the implementation is, because it's not only helpful for your uh, yourself, but it is helping for the other teams or other people who want to walk the same path that you did, want to maybe try this something very similar. So the way that you implemented it um, and sharing this information can help them not to make the same mistakes or uh, can exactly use what you have done yes that's a good point i said it maybe too too easy but um for a lot of even though for you 
something you are doing every day feels very easy and not mention not worth to mention it it is worth because there are people who are not that deep into the podcast business and maybe don't know Podbean and now they have an example that this can work and is the base for the first experiment and maybe they follow yeah exactly and then the next step is experiment setup so the fact that we decided to do this in english language as an example or first share it with our uh, very few friends and family member and then ask for feedback and then if it was a successful thing and we got good feedback we started sharing it with a couple more colleagues and then it, if that was successful we then again started to share it in the slack all channel <laughs> so is that the setup or is that already the target audience that is part of the setup because you are also uh, discussing the traffic allocation and what percentage of people you are going to share it with mm -hmm. what how with which percentage are you going to share it so it is the the experiment setup and target audience are going hand in hand so the target audience for us is um, product people um, product and tech people um, our colleagues are uh, and people who are working in the similar industry and The experiment setup is that it starts first from friends and family, increase it to uh, close colleagues at work, increase it to um, more colleagues at work, and increase it to all of the colleagues at work, and then increase it to LinkedIn, then publish it further on Twitter and other channels, partner with uh, other product podcasts and share it further. So the way that we are going to roll out uh, this experiment is the setup. Great. Thank you for enlightening. And one of the next setup steps we definitely should take is uh, publishing, publish it into our mother company, Are Winter. Yeah, that's true. There are a few more people. So we should, <laughs> there's a daily newsletter where we can uh, get in contact with. Very good point. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and in our scenario, because it's not an A-B test, it's an experiment, we are not going to de define the traffic split. But if it's a MVT test or if it's an A-B test, we need to also define the split of the traffic. So we can say this experiment is going to run only on 20% of the whole traffic. So that's the traffic allocation. And then the split would be 50-50 between the two variations. So if we take the 20%, then 10% will see the um, variation 1 or A, which in this in most of the scenarios when we are having an A-B test, it's the control version. And then B, which is the variant version, is also getting 10%. So that also uh, brings us to the next category, the customer touch points. Because if you set up this A-B tests, then you have a very uh, defined way how the people, how the target audience will get in contact with the experiment. Yeah, exactly. So which artifacts is going to impact, which devices, which channels are, again, this is uh, for a lot of the experiments that you're actually running on your product. You need to say that, okay, this is only impacting desktop or our mobile app or our um apple watch app um we have one 
right now? No, but we can have one. Okay. We might have one. Yeah. See a few nice cars on my watch would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you need to define the device on the channel as well as the artifact that is going to touch. And then you want to make sure that you pull something out of the experiment. So you will define upfront your success metrics. Exactly, which is an extremely important aspect of the whole um, experiment that you're defining. So it's not that only you need to define the success metrics, but you need to define the health metrics and learning metrics. So the difference between these uh, is very simple. So the success metric is the things that you are uh, understanding if the experiment is a successful, it's if you are going to roll it out, going to the next step or not. And they are usually fewer than the learning metrics. Learning metrics are the things that you are, as the name says as well, you are learning in new information, but you are not necessarily going to make the decision solely based on the uplift or the downcast of that specific KPI. And the health metrics are the things that you're not necessarily looking to increase, but you want to make sure that you're not negatively impacting. And it is super beneficial to really take care of that section to talk about the metrics also with everyone who's involved in the experiment because mm -hmm. it gives you a lot of clarity. So if you know the success metrics, and I would always vote for defining already some target values. So you could say, exactly. okay, our success metric metric is conversion rate, but then you want to know, okay, if we have a raise by 2%, is that already a success or is 1% already a success? And if you define that one upfront, you can discuss about the outcomes of the experiment without having all the experience of really running it. Because mm -hmm. when you are working on the experiment, and maybe it's a little bit more complicated than just recording a podcast and it mm -hmm. takes more time, then your perspective of this experiment will change while you are doing it. So if the stakeholders already in the beginning sit together and say, okay, this is success and this is failure and this is what we want to learn, that could help the discussion in the end very much. Yeah, exactly. So the estimated impact is extremely important and the goals that you have. And as you mentioned, you need to define a certain threshold that, okay, I even if it's if it's a plus, if it's an uplift of 1% for this specific experiment we are and this specific metric, we are not going to consider it a success. Yes, it is a still an uplift, but it does not worth the effort that we, we are going to put in for this just 1%. So if it is anything, any uplift more than 1.5%, then we will consider it a success so defining success metrics is not only naming a few kpis so if you are working in a, a product and tech driven company that is looking very much on data it makes very much sense to find a unified way on how to make also this experiment somehow comparable but mm -hmm. also more easy to understand If you follow always the same structure, it's much more easy for new joiners, but also for colleagues from other functions or teams to take a look into the experiments and understand what was tested, what is going on, yeah. where to um, ask people or uh, yeah, use the knowledge that is generated. 
Yeah, exactly. And a lot of companies, for the sake of documentation, use something called experiment brief or an experiment canvas. And all of the fields that we just went through and all of the different areas that we just mentioned are fields part of this document. It can be a one-pager. It can be a very simple document that you just define everything pre-test. So before the experiment starts, you need to define it all of these fields that we just talked about. And then after the experiment is done, you need to compare it that, okay, what what happened? Was it a successful or was it a failure? Why was it a successful? Why was it failure? What are the next steps? So all of the post-experiment information also needs to be documented. It's not only for the sake of documentation, but it is for knowing what we have done before, because in um, within some years, the same product managers or the same um, experiment managers that was that were part of that company might not be there anymore. So all that knowledge will be gone with them. So here, with this kind of document, such as experiment brief or experiment canvases, you can keep track of what has already been done and what were their results at that time. And here I'm not trying to say that if we have tried something once and it didn't work out, we should not try it because it has a lot of other impacts playing uh, there. The market might have an impact. The way that it was implemented might have an impact. Uh, also, the timing might have an impact. Like, I'm very sure that if I have a, a Christmas campaign in the middle of summer, it won't be as successful. Like, uh, it it doesn't make a lot of um, sense just to go based on the same reasons of something was a failure, not to try it again. That's why you should also add uh, screenshots and uh, screencasts maybe yeah. to, to document it, to make it visual and be brave enough to test things again. Because as you said, the context is changing. And if you are noting the context in a well way then you can say hey the context was changing we can test it again because an experiment is always unique yeah. and if i got it correctly you just defined a new role in our product landscape the experiment manager that sounds very <laughs> nice yeah so in one of the companies that i used to work uh, we had growth teams and within the growth team um every now and then for in a specific um experiment someone was wearing the hat of the experiment manager so sometimes it was a marketing person wearing the hat of experiment manager sometimes it was product someone's sometimes tech so it it's not necessarily a job description or a job position it is a hat or a role that can change great and then we can form crews that operates exactly. on one experiment <laughs> And with that said, I would uh, slightly let the in outro music came in and say subscribe to the podcast because uh, product tech team setup is definitely one of the next topics. And we are looking for your feedback. Bye. All right. So thank you for listening up to this point. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And if you have any feedback for us, we would love to hear it, right? Yes, 
Totally. Feedback and questions and also opposite opinions are always welcome. And also, if you have any recommendation for us, what topic to talk about, if you have any person in mind that you think we should interview for any specific topic you have in mind, we would love to hear that. So you can send it to us via email. Yeah, sure. Or via social media networks. You will find us, I guess. Yes, there will be some info of how to contact us in the description. Yeah, Look or, for it. Or send it via snail mail to mobile.de office and write <laughs> CO product and cake podcast. So a lot of people will know about the podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Let's do it. Thank you. And bye again.